Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq el We are broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, and we are streaming at WCEV1450.com. Now, for those of you who are new to the program, we're on every evening from 6 to 7 p.m. Central, and you can find us on social media. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. And also take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. We are wherever you get yours at. So if that's SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, wherever, you'll find us. Just look for us at Radio Islam USA. And last but not least, take a moment to stop by RadioIslam.com. There you can check out guest bios, pictures, uh, and just kind of stay up to date with what's going on with the program. All right, Radio Islam family, uh, it is good to be with you, uh, especially that we are, you know, this is the second time we've done this uh, in a while, right? We've been broadcasting remotely from our our, our Palmer House uh, studios downtown. You normally hear that elevated train in the background but we are actually at WCEV Studios, so uh, this is always nice to get over here. It's a little hard to get here, but it's always nice. Uh, behind me, you don't he, uh, he's not on the mic tonight, but the impressive one, assistant producer, Ibrahim Beg is behind me. Uh, and tonight, we are having a conversation with two uh, incredible folks who are doing some really important work. Uh, and it's important on a number of number of levels. We have representing Chicago Botanical Gardens Windy City Harvest. I got that right. That's right. Didn't write that down at all. Just just, just gave it to you. Uh, we have Robin Whaley-Smith, uh, who is a Harvest Corps manager, and we have Chris uh, De La Torre. And she, um, well, she'll also tell us about what she does, but I would like to welcome you both to Radio Islam. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. So uh, first, yeah, let's kind of start with, because we're going to, throughout the course of our conversation, we don't have to rush, uh, we're going to get into exactly what uh, the uh, Windy City Harvest uh, Corps is, uh, this wonderful, recognizable brand of the Chicago Botanical Gardens, which most, I mean, if you're in Chicago, Chicagoland area, you know uh, the uh, Botanical Gardens. Yes. Uh, but could you first um, kind of tell us about what you do on a day-to-day, you know, as far as this particular programs uh, uh, is concerned. So, Robin, do you want to go first or Chris, do you want to? Sure, since I'm the new kid on the block okay. <laughs> uh, at the Chicago Botanic Garden, Windy City Harvest, uh, I am uh, the Harvest Corps manager, and I am responsible for employing anywhere from 30 to 50 participants to come into the program, um, responsible for uh, partner recruitment, uh, employment placement, just really getting those individuals ready for the workforce. Okay. All right. And you said you're the new kid on the block. So. I'm the new kid on the block. You know, uh, November 26th seems like just around the corner. Okay. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited about 2019. All right. And, and Chris, what about you? Uh, so my day-to-day, uh, I run two different sort of arms of Windy City Harvest. Uh, first, I manage and coordinate a series of Saturday classes. They're available to anyone, so anyone in the public can register. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's sort of a part of our pathway of education. So it's a series of classes, mostly Saturday intensives, that relate to different aspects of urban farming and gardening. And then even some kind of adjacent classes, like how you can turn your extra vegetables into a value-added product, like pickles or hot sauce. Mm. So we have a whole class 
series, and I coordinate those, find great instructors, professionals in the field, and then recruit for the classes. The other part of my job is um, I run one of our four youth farm locations. So I have a location downtown right off of Randolph and Michigan where I run three seasons of programming, 17 youth, teenagers from all over the Chicago area, come and work with me, work alongside me, and we maintain a rooftop garden, uh, two aquaponic systems, and we talk about things like nutrition and uh, social and emotional learning. They receive a stipend for the work that they do, mm. and it's it's great. I love it. Okay. That, that, that sounds fantastic. I have a whole lot of questions that I wanted to ask. <laughs> um, hopefully, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to. Mm. Um, but first, one of the, the first things that uh, came up for me Um, And I became aware of you actually through, uh, we do a segment, the jobs report. And we do that in conjunction with uh, the good folks over at the Chicago Urban League. Uh, And one of the announcements one week was about a program that you all have that uh, we are working with uh, uh, returning citizens, uh, Mm -hmm. those who uh, uh, have felons on their record. And I thought that was just really uh, impressive. And I was I was curious. I was like, okay, this sounds like a really great way to uh, to engage a segment of the population that is often uh, stigmatized and find themselves uh, lacking or ha- have doors kind of shut on them. So, could you talk a bit about that program and and, and how what, how that works? Yes, um, the job transitional program uh, is a fourteen week full time um, job training program in urban agriculture. Um, Participants can participate by coming to a job info session, which actually we just had last this past Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most important thing is the criteria. You must be 18. Um, you must have a, a criminal background, or you can be a veteran as well. Okay. Um, the program actually brings in anywhere from about 30 to 50 people. Um, but what I like to stress is that it's a full-time job. It's mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. So these individuals will get a chance to not only gain a skill, but they'll be able to get paid full-time as well. Um, so for those individuals that are looking to uh, get a skill in urban agriculture, uh, you know, I like to tell them that it's something s- specific. You know, everyone can't be a hygienist or, you know, a doctor or a plumber. Everyone can't be a farmer. Right. You know, so uh, taking advantage of this opportunity really leads uh, to a pathway of employment, you know, uh, which is what those individuals really need. You know, they need the support and they and we really need employers to really to buy into this concept. You know, we really need them to support us uh, in our efforts to really help mentor and get them ready for the job force uh, through internships, you know, just giving them a chance to really kind of. Uh, make a difference in a change in their lives. So is entrance, um, is entrance something that they would be able to, uh, that they wait until they are, until they're back home, until they're out? Absolutely. Okay. Now, uh, is there kind of like a, uh, kind of a network where maybe somebody is, where you have contact with, you know, Department of Corrections? Yes. Uh, so, so they kind of have an idea of what's available for them before they actually, you know, get home. Well, 
the way it works is that we have individuals that actually walk into the farm on Ogden because yeah. we actually have a physical building and a, and a retail space. So we'll have signage. Those individuals will see the sign uh, trying to recruit those individuals. But just like you mentioned earlier, the Urban League, Lawndale Health Christian Center, um, our partners actually, our referral partners will send clients to us, to the program, you can, urbanly, those are clients who will send clients to us. Um, so, you know, we have our referral partners that actually uh, just make sure that they send us clients that are interested in the program. They'll come to, again, an information session. We'll give a big presentation. We'll do a tour uh, of our facility. And we'll pretty much uh, give the breakdown of what their responsibility is, what the job description is all about, when, when they'll start the program, um, the, all the information they'll need to move forward in the program, the IDs and, and their, their rap sheet and all that thing. Right. That now, does this situate them for, uh, for work uh, agriculturally in the agricultural field? And like, what are some of those opportunities? Because that's not really something that we often think about, um, you know, we, we think about the trades, we think about, you know, uh, you know, different positions where, you know, you have to get a license mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, traditional academia, right? Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to agriculture, that's not something that generally pops into people's heads, especially in, in a big city. So what are some of the, uh, what are some of the, the opportunities or maybe some misconceptions that people have around uh, this particular and extremely important industry? Who wants? Chris? Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about this, uh, partly because it's a part of the organization, but also because I'm working with young people and always thinking in sort of similar ways what lies next for them. You know, if someone isn't going for a two-year or a four-year degree, right. what are their options? What are their opportunities? Because we're also foca focusing on uh, tangible skills training. So when... Participants come out of a training from Windy City Harvest. It's not just kind of this narrowed scope of what I think a lot of people think of when they think of agriculture, which is large-scale production farming. But especially in an urban center, there are lots of tangential jobs and responsibilities and skills that you're developing as you're going through these trainings. So in addition to uh, resume writing workshops and mock interviews, which um, a lot of our participants uh, go through, there are lots of ways that they are given um, leadership opportunities and sort of varying work experience, working in teams, collaborative work. Um, and there are a lot of food opportunities within Chicago that are focused on local sustainable foods. And that includes like an entire vocabulary that you're developing through this training as well. So we're looking at um, entrepreneurial opportunities in um, like interesting community development projects, so community gardens, um, allotment plots, a lot of sort of community building and activism. Yeah. And that's a direction that somebody could go. You can also take it into the direction um, towards aquaponics and hydroponics yes. production, which we're seeing a lot of that popping up can in Chicago. Can we talk a little bit about aquaponics <laughs> and hydroponics and and sure. and give maybe for those who are not familiar i've got i've got some basic uh mm -hmm. understanding of it 
but uh, just kind of give the Radio Islam uh, family uh, a, a crash tutorial well, on well, aquaponics before, and hydroponics. Before we even start, how about I give you a taste of aquaponics? Okay, that's I great. I you some spinach. Oh, wow. As well as basil. Oh, wow. That we've actually grown in our aquaponics system at the farm on the Ogden. No, you didn't. Yes, we did. <laughs> so, um... That uh, basil actually is, is really a testing, uh, and it's an indicator for us uh, to indicate nutrients that are in the aquaponics system. Uh -huh. um, so normally when you see basil, you don't see it that large, right? Th this it, is basil right That's here? basil. Yes, it is. That's huge. Normal, taste it. You'll see the difference. It, it, it has a very fresh mm, it, it smells. It taste. smells good. <laughs> you know, but uh, when it grows in the aquaponics system, the leaves actually grow larger, you know. Look at them. You love it, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. this Product, is awesome. Products approved. Yes, yes no yes, doubt. Yes, yes. But, um, it's... I, Thank you so much again. <laughs> Chris, <laughs> oh, Chris probably knows a lot more about it than I do mm -hmm. uh, because she she's, she's actually has a small aquaponics uh, at her location. Yeah, okay. so when we're talking about aquaponics or hydroponics, mm -hmm. what we are referring to is a soilless growing operation. So with hydroponics, what you typically see is um, a water system that um, – where we introduce nutrients that help plants photosynthesize. So instead of the soil acting as this conduit for nutrients, trace minerals, all those things that you think of going into plants, mm -hmm. it's actually a water-based system and it's a closed system where we introduce those nutrients that we um, manufacture, we being humans, manufacture instead of the soil and kind of all the things that break down in soil and give plants their nutrients. So um, then aquaponics is this combination of aquaculture, which is raising fish in small enclosed areas, and hydroponics. Mm. And that creates a really interesting sort of ecological relationship between the fish, which are creating waste right. that is getting pumped and filtered into a media bed. And when we say media bed, that is what we're using as an alternative to soil. So a lot of times you see um, clay pebbles or something called a hydrostone. Um, it's what is kind of supporting the plant. Um, and then all that nutrients kind of gets filtered through uh, bacteria. Sometimes you've got worms living in that um, media mm. and that's helping the plants uptake what they need to photosynthesize. So... When I'm thinking about aquaponics, I kind of think about three primary benefits. One being um, you get to grow something to eat. So oftentimes you'll see uh, leafy greens. We grow um, Salanova lettuce heads. Mm -hmm. You also have a water management system because once you have that system up and running, the water is – you know, remains in the system, as opposed to traditional agriculture, where you're constantly using water as your main input. Okay. It takes a lot of water to grow food. But when you have it all in this enclosed loop, you're really never um, losing or creating anything new. That water goes through that cycle, gets filtered and oxygenated as it goes through the um, bacteria, grow beds, and plants, 
filters it for the fish, the fish continue to create their waste, their waste continues to give nutrients back to the plants. So it's this really interesting kind of um, symbiotic relationship. And then the last thing is you have fish as the animal protein. So you can harvest tilapia. In our case, we, we have tilapia in our tanks. And, and so you've got these cr- three kind of great results from using aquaponics. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> wow. Now you know. Yeah. Now you know. <laughs> you know, at first, at first, and it changed. That's why I say at first, I was thinking, like, man, this sort of sounds like just kind of like an IV almost, right? But mm. then it didn't sound like that. It sounded way more, <laughs> way more uh, uh, in-depth and complicated than that. But I definitely see the, you know, the, the circle, the interconnectedness uh, mm. to all of that. How long has aqua, uh, aquaponics been been around and and how viable oh my gosh i sorry is go that ahead. as a i mean and is that used for large-scale production is mm. aquaponics oh, wow. um great question it is used for some large-scale production we are super excited because we've just really expanded our aquaponics production space and we're looking to produce uh, around two thousand heads of lettuce on a weekly basis whoa So you can really kind of speed up the cycle. And what's interesting is you're also minimizing the amount of um, labor that goes in to producing that much produce. You know, it's less overall labor than what you would have in a traditional farming scenario. So about five years ago, my wife and I, well, really it was mostly her, right? But I was there. I ate the food. Um, (laughs) We had a raised bed garden and we had celery no we didn't have we had a uh, lettuce and tomatoes and ca- corn and squash and there was you know she had gotten like weed and all that kind of stuff so aquaponics there's no weeding right there's or is there no no weeding and aquaponics um, oh, okay, you do say, you like, do wow. still have to think about um managing pests uh, it's to a lesser extent okay. um, in an aquaponic system because it is a controlled environment. Um, but we do release ladybugs. That's an organic method for getting rid of those pests. We're not spraying chemicals. Um, so because of the controlled environment, the, there are some beneficial things to plants having a little bit of wind, a little bit of cold. Um, that's really sort of promoting the development of nutrients and like that nice like crunch like sometimes the texture is different when yeah. you're eating something from aquaponics or hydroponics mm-hmm. um, but it's a fascinating uh, job training opportunity for sure it's been a great um, example of sort of ways that you can use these new agricultural skills mm-hmm. in a different context and we are offering um, we will soon be one of three programs in the country that offer a three-day aquaponics intensive. Mm. So anyone can register for these classes, come in for three days, and learn how to build a system that's also scalable. So if you're serious about aquaponics production, you'll be working alongside an expert in the field who's actually just completed a major scaling up of an aquaponics project. And um, you really understand the ins and outs. It's, It's a pretty intense course for aquaponics and we'll be offering that three times this year so there will be three different sessions if people are interested in really uh getting into the nitty-gritty of aquaponics 
<laughs> That's not a bad idea. <laughs> she tell me to go. She tell me to go. Um, you know, I want to kind of go back to uh, this being an opportunity uh, for those who have um, who have felons on the record or, or veterans. Um, but I'm thinking in particular about the younger people, and it sometimes sometimes it's true for older folks as well, uh, who have grown up in environments where the spaces where you would possibly be able to interact with nature uh, are not always safe spaces. So generally, you know, our parks uh, would be, you know, in the city, those would be those spaces. And sometimes, you know, uh, just, you know, by the way things are, those spaces are kind of, they don't hold the same type of uh, security. Um, So for some of the participants, you talked about the social and emotional, the, the just mm-hmm. the the impact outside of learning the a skill of of farming, right, uh, or learning the science of farming. Have you noticed um, what has been your observation, uh, both of you? What has been your observation with regard to young people who may have not had that type of exposure um, to be able to, you know, connect with? nature on this on this level have have you noticed anything what or what have you noticed well being that i'm very new to the team yeah i think you either like it or you don't you know (laughs) (laughs) it's either for you or not you know so when we do um recruit for the program we do a work shadow day yeah so we allow those individuals to come in get a feel for what it's going to take to actually get into urban farming. Mm-hmm. So that's an indication at the end of the day whether or not they want to move forward through the program. Yeah. I think one of the things that when they do come to the farm and they see everything that's new, uh, they get excited. You know, um, We try to encourage them to really kind of think outside the box and think how far you can take this, not just um, being an inner city farmer, but also how much, how can you take this even further? And and I say that to say, uh, we have an entrepreneurial, uh, we have an apprenticeship program. So after the 14 weeks, um, they have the opportunity to kind of really take this opportunity and run with it. You don't have to stop after the 14 weeks. You can go to a work study program and you can decide to say that I want to be an entrepreneur. So you'll go to the apprenticeship program for another nine months. Mm. And this so, is all paid. And this, well, well, they get financial aid. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it, there's a like a stipend essentially. Yes. Well, there's an internship portion of that apprenticeship. Yes. That that's how I started with Chicago Botanic Gardens Windy City Harvest. I started in the apprenticeship, oh, wow. which is the potential next step for people yes. coming out of core to apply for that work study opportunity and. I looked high and low. I did not live in the state at that time, but I really wanted a program that I could learn the technical skills and also have some classroom time, have some lecture time about why we were doing the things we were doing, how these systems work. And what is great about that apprenticeship that I really don't know exists anywhere, at least I hadn't found it myself, was there's a huge section of that apprenticeship where you receive an hourly wage. Mm. You're learning on the job. You're getting some financial support while you're also getting to um, kind of network more broadly. You can work within Windy City Harvest or you can work with one of our partners. And so you're meeting 
people who are working in the field, you're making connections, and you're getting to test your classroom knowledge, and and you get a paycheck. And that, I think, is for me, was kind of the only sustainable way I could go into that sort of job training. And, and I think much the same for core participants or individuals who are career changers or coming right out of high school, right. going back to that youth conversation, who are looking for some sort of training and maybe professional development, but they don't have a financial cushion to that's difficult to dedicate, you know, full time. Yeah. To yeah. You know, um, one of the things that this program, you all being here, uh, it represents for me is that resistance and, and there's an element of protest, I think, also that comes with growing your own food or or learning how to grow fruit, especially, you know, in our society now where, you know, somebody you want some lettuce, you go to the store. Yeah. You know, you don't go to your backyard. You don't go to your to your um, your raised bed garden or your vertical garden, whatever it is. Um, so there's an element of kind of bucking the system. So I think this is really important for a number of reasons, one of which when you think about uh, Chicago and you think about uh, communities that are improperly served, underserved, yes. you think about food deserts, right? Uh, and we have so many properties that are that are vacant um, or, just you know, just the land is just sitting there, right? So community gardens are becoming more, you know, they're becoming more uh, apparent, more visible. Yes. So could you talk to us a, a bit about the, the, the impact that, um, uh, that the Windy City Harvest, uh, that the Ogden location in particular, right? Because that's in a, a that's, a, that's, it seems strategic, <laughs> which, which I, I love, right? Right? <laughs> right? Um, its location, talk a bit about its impact on the surrounding community uh, and maybe, maybe the vision that you, all, you, know, you might have for it moving forward. Right. Well, I, I love this theme that you're taking us towards, and I'm going to try to <laughs> somehow address that sort of effect that I've seen youth experience through this kind of work. And then also the story of Farm on Ogden really begins with the North Lawndale Youth Farm, which is a location that we've had in that community for quite a few years now. Um, what I sense, especially for young people, is that you kind of move around your day, move around the world, maybe your impression of those natural spaces, maybe you're more acted upon. You don't sometimes feel like you have the sovereignty to take care of yourself or, you know, create something as mm -hmm. tangible as your own salad, you know, or a veggie burger or, you know, bring your family something nutritious that you grew, you knew how it was grew, grown. You kind of have the ownership of that entire process. And I think that really stirs people creatively, psychologically, emotionally. I think that's a really important part of this kind of work. Um, so we've had the North Londell Youth Farm uh, for a few years, as I mentioned. And down the street is Londell Christian Health Center. And they've been incredibly active in the community, and they're really progressive in terms of looking at their impact holistically. Mm -hmm. So they're looking at if we're going to address health in this community, are we just talking about doctor's appointments or are we talking about um, overall wellness? Are we talking about like people's sense of sovereignty or capacity to um, – 
create the community or preserve the parts of the community that really matter to them. And so um, they came to Chicago Botanic Garden, Windy City Harvest, and said, what if we worked on worked together on a larger scale? What if we we see what you're doing on the youth farm? There's a farm stand that the community members know about. You're employing youth. You're giving youth something to do after school and in the summers. How much further can we take this? And so we are actually essentially tenants mm-hmm. of the farm on Ogden. North Lond- or Londale Christian Health Center owns the building. They were absolutely integral to the design, to what the primary missions of that space would be. It includes retail. It includes a space for community members to gather and work. We have a classroom, a commercial kitchen, an education kitchen, kitchen an aggregation space, and that expanded aquaponics center, as well as our Windy City Harvest offices. Mm. So, you know, when we're talking about the impact of the community, it's I think it's multifaceted, and it's it's yeah. definitely being kind of driven not only by Chicago Botanic Windy City Harvest goals, but also with our community partners and also by community members. Mm. So we're we're intending to keep the conversation going. And, and I think okay. another thing to, um, to reference is um, all the produce that we actually grow, uh, we grow about 150 pounds a year. And out of that, uh, half of it goes to wholesale, and the other half is below market for the community. So those people that come into the retail store, you know, they get healthy choices, um, they get fresh produce, and they get it at a very economical price. Uh, we also have a veggie uh, a veggie RX program. So if you have a snap card, you can come really? in and get a free bag of produce, you know, and then you'll get your card stamped and you can come back again at a discount. So, you know, we're bringing the community in. They know about us. They're excited about us, about it. And one of the things that we actually saw is the growth within our retail store. So just from over a year, we've grown uh, in terms of the sales of our pro- pro- produce mm-hmm. up to 80%. Wow. So that tells you that the community uh, is receptive to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. They want to be a part of the growth. And we have some really cool plans going into 2019 to really bring the community together as a whole with uh, Windy City Harvest. Mm. Well, it sounds like you all are doing some uh, some really phenomenal work and work that I hope to see, because it is so phenomenal and so important, uh, that I hope to see uh, expanded, right? Oh, so yeah. you're opening uh, <laughs> Right. Because this uh, I do a lot of work on the uh, southeast side of Chicago. Um, So I'm I'm thinking that this is Uh, this is something that is needed. Robin's on it. She's she's already been thinking about that. We just we were talking about that. We were just talking about that on the way. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Radio Sound family. uh, We are talking with uh, some great folks from the Chicago Botanical Gardens, Windy City Harvest. uh, Robin Whaley Smith. Did I yes, say that wrong? Yes. I said that wrong. Chris uh, De La Torre. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, I'm good without papers. I just look at them. They, 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 they are those kind of people. <laughs> All right. Uh, but it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you both. Okay. Um, did you have? You know what? Can you all hang hang around for a second? Yes, but before, before we go, because we, we don't take. I, I want to give you our cookbook that we have as well. We bought you a cookbook, okay. and we actually bought you some lip balm from. Um, Probably some lip balm have, too. We, 
it's from it's bees. It's made from our bees. Mm-hmm. We actually you have all have bees hat. too. And our youth farmers yes. made yes. that. Our youth wow. farmers are working on value-added products. We have okay. honey. We have lip balm. Well, let, let's do this right. Let's do this right. Um, <laughs> let the Radio Sound family know where they can uh, keep up with you guys on social media, uh, websites, all that kind of good stuff. All right. Well, um, thank you so much. First thing first, you can always visit us at the website. It is chicagobotanic.org forward slash urban agriculture. But you can also find us at Windy City Harvest on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, Twitter handle at WCH Produce. Okay. And I'd like to make sure I make this announcement. Mm-hmm. Any individuals that are looking for full-time employment, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., and going to a job training program in urban agriculture, come out January the 28th from 9 to 11 at 3555 West Ogden. We'll have an information session. You'll go on a tour. We'll give you all the information you need to get a, to be a part of this program. So please come out. We have three programs, three cohorts throughout the year. And uh, we're just excited about bringing people in. So, okay, you know, Tyreek, send me some people. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) It has been a pleasure having you all here. Thank you so much. All right, really nice. All right, Radio Slam family, we're going to take a short break. We will be back in a moment. This is Radio Slam on WCEV fourteen fifty AM.